0: Thank you for joining us. There is so much to gain by obeying God's commandment to pray. Prayer is our most powerful weapon against Satan's unrelenting desire to destroy the kingdom of God. That is why God admonishes us to pray without ceasing. Prayer is our gateway to commune with God, to talk to Him, to seek His guidance. We are to pray individually and collectively, for there is wonder-working power in the fervent prayer of the righteous. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander reminds us of the miraculous power of prayer.
1: Christ requires us to be witnesses because we are his ambassadors. We are his ambassadors. He, he requires us to be witnesses because we are his ambassadors. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled, brought back into right relationship to God. Beloved, we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors for Christ in a foreign land. This world is not our home. If, If something is wrong with you, you're quite comfortable here. As a matter of fact, so comfortable that you don't want to leave. As believers, we should value being a Christian first. Let me say that again. As as believers, we should value being a Christian first over priding ourselves with labels from secular organizations. Some of y'all scared to write that down because it's going to choke you. (laughs) Let me say it again. As believers, we should value being a Christian first. Say Christian First. Say it a little bit louder. Christian first. Christian first. Say Christian foremost. Christian foremost. Overpriding ourselves with labels from our secular organization. We represent Christ in a world that is not our home. This world is not our home. We are just passing through. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we are we also eagerly wait for the Savior. Are you excited about the Savior? Are you eagerly waiting for the Savior? Are you in a, are you, do you have a posture that you just can't wait till Jesus come? When you see all of what's happening around us, you ought to say, even so, come Lord Jesus. Philippians 3.20 says, for our citizenship is in heaven That's where our citizenships are. That's where our spiritual papers are in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we're waiting on. We're not waiting on a politician. We're not waiting on a celebrity. We are waiting, eagerly waiting for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are not excited about his coming, you are mixed up and confused. Beloved, our citizenship is in heaven. And when we are finished with our divine assignment on earth, God will call us home. When was the last time you became homesick for your heavenly home to be with Jesus? When is the last time you have been away somewhere, traveling somewhere, or had to take a trip somewhere, and you were gone a number of weeks? But but after a while, you say, you know, I can't wait till I get back home. You after you have done this and that, it's something about going back home. Every once in a while, you ought to get homesick to to be with the Lord, and and. And all the saints, a place of total bliss and peace and joy. No more viruses and pain. No more sickness and disease and funerals and death and grief. And no, no more high blood pressure and arthritis and, and all these things. I mean, when you have when a you perfect relationship, no, no, no ill feelings, perfect environment, And most of all, God is there. God is there. Number five, because believers are commanded to witness, we must be intentional in using every opportunity to inject Christ in our daily conversations. Because believers are commanded by our Lord to witness, and you shall be witnesses for me. We must be intentional in using every opportunity to inject Christ in our daily conversations. Acts chapter 1AB says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Many Christians love to talk about everything but Christ. Everything but Christ, especially in a day where sin is so rampant, well the impact of, of the virus is making folks sick and even killing many, we ought, we ought to be talking about Christ in the midst of racial unrest, Christ uh, as opposed to politics, politics, politics. Christ instead of lifting up celebrities and sports stars and, and special events, uh, there are people who will talk about their football team, their basketball team, whatever team you love love with, golf or whatever. But, but at the end of the day, who's talking about Christ? None of which will rescue the perishing. Jude chapter 1, verses 22 through 23a says, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Verse 23, rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. People are going to hell. They're going to fiery flames. And we have the message of hope the message of peace, the message of reconciliation, the gospel of Christ to save them from the eternal flames of hell. Beloved, we have a great responsibility of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to rescue the perishing from the flames of eternal judgment. Number six, our Lord commands us to witness because only the gospel of Christ can deliver people from the power of darkness and transfer them into the kingdom of God. Our Lord commands us to witness because only, only the gospel of Christ can deliver people from the power of darkness and transfer them into the kingdom of God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says, he delivered, who's he? Jesus delivered us, we who were lost and dead and doomed and damned in our sins. He delivered, are you glad you delivered? Oh, I ought to get a good amen on that. Aren't you glad you delivered? Aren't you thankful you delivered? He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of God. Of the son he loves. Beloved, spiritual deliverance comes from Jesus. Being delivered from the power of sin comes only by Jesus. Being delivered from Satan is through Jesus alone. Through being delivered from darkness and the bondage, bondages of sin comes only through Jesus alone. He alone delivers the Lord Jesus Christ. Number seven, we witness because only the gospel can transform hearts. The heart is evil and desperately wicked. Can you, can, when I saw uh, this little, little little child, I, I don't know was of a New York, was just shot point blank by this person oh, on this little bicycle. Y'all, y'all know that? You, that that account? And I just looked at that. I said, "This is just insane! Just put a gun and just shoot a little four or five year old. Just kill them point blank." How could someone do such a thing? The heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? We can't even, we don't even know the depths of human depravity and how evil the heart is without Christ, without Christ. That's why we don't need reformation. We need transformation. You can legislate all the laws of the land you want to, You can take the guns, you can keep the guns, you can do this, you can do that, but at the end of the day, if your heart's not changed, it's a losing battle. I don't care who's in office. Okay, who's president? It no, doesn't no matter who's Congress, senator, who, who, who's a governor, who's all this. They can't help without transformation. You can't pass enough laws. Matter of fact, they got enough laws on the book. They're not following the ones they already have. Why, why is the country in a mess? Because we need transformation of the heart. Until the heart is changed, people will not change. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When a person receives Christ as his or her personal Savior, their transformation, this is, wh- this is why we ought to put the emphasis on church and not worldly organizations. You say, man, are you against all organizations? No, there are a lot of organizations that do a lot of good things. I just want to let you know, the church trumps them all. If I can just get that into you, you'll be well. I, can you say amen on that? If you can't say amen on that, oh my goodness, you need some growing. When a person receives Christ as his or her personal savior, listen, their transformation will be revealed through their compassion for the poor. When your heart is transformed, you'll love your enemy. Organizations can't do that. When your heart's been transformed, it'll keep you from a spirit of hate. When you've been transformed by the gospel, you will love people unconditionally. When you love people, uh, when you've been transformed in the heart, uh, they are compelled to serve others. You will cons- you will serve others when you've been transformed in the heart. You will feed the hungry. You will serve the homeless. You will visit inmates in prison. When your heart's been converted and transformed by the gospel, uh, 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 you will be convicted by by the gospel uh, of your sins. You will live in hope. You will live in peace. You will, when, you, when you have been transformed, you'll be released from bitterness. When your heart's been transformed, you'll be released from unforgiveness, a spirit of anger, and you'll be able to live by the Holy Spirit's power, able to live a, a, a holy life in an unholy world and do what is just and right, uh, all of which is because of an inward transformation through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit, none of which earthly, mundane organizations can do. Beloved, no other earthly organization can do this. This is why it is so critical that you join a local church and passionately share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming for his church. He is coming for his church. Number eight, we share the gospel of Christ because he is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to heaven. You can't get to heaven through uh, Hare Krishna. You can't get to heaven through Buddhism or Islam. Uh, You can't get to heaven as a Christian scientist, a Jehovah Witness, and everything else I can't call. You get to heaven only through the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't get to heaven through voodoo and magic and wizardry, and all that stuff. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6 also says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. Underline that. Well, I could just preach a message and just get happy on preaching Jesus is the way. I am the way. You're looking for the way. Jesus said, I am the way. Uh, I, I, I am the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get to heaven. You can't get to, to the Father unless you go through Jesus. We do not get to heaven through world religions. We do not get to heaven through good works. We do not get to heaven through keeping up with the tradition of men. We do not get to heaven through being a good moral person. We do not get to heaven through church membership. We do not get to heaven through financial giving to the church. We do not get to heaven because of of, of serving and donating to charitable charitable organizations. We do not get to heaven through baptism. Some people go in a a dry center and come out a wet center, uh, 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 now, now, be it known to you, some of these I've mentioned are biblical. Some are biblical. A few of these I've mentioned in the list, but they do not save in and of themselves. Baptism doesn't save you. You understand what I'm saying? You, 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 you can have church membership at Maranatha because God expects his people to unite with the church. They join the church in the book of Acts. They join the church. There are scriptures on that. But, but because you join the church doesn't mean you're saved. You can go to hell as a good standing member of of the church. Has your heart been transformed and changed? You see, you see. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone. Number nine, well, the Lord instructs the church to witness because it is not the Lord's desire. It is not the Lord's desire to see anyone perish and spend a Christless eternity in hell. Oh, that's a big one. This is the final point. The Lord instructs the church to witness because it is not the Lord's desire to see anyone perish and spend a Christless eternity in hell. Hell is indescribably bad. It is so bad that our Lord doesn't want to see anyone go there. Great scripture on that is 2 Peter 3, 9, which says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. In other words, God keeps his word as some counts slackness. Some people said they were saying, where's the promise of his coming? Look at all the decades and the generations and the centuries have passed. Oh, here, if he didn't come by now, he's not coming. They were mocking God. You see, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some counts slackness but long-suffering toward us. Look, the Lord is not willing that any should perish. It's just that bad. But that all, he wants all, but that all should come to repentance. I personally believe the primary reason our Lord has not come yet is because Jesus is lovingly, compassionately, patiently, waiting on sinners to be saved. That's, why I, that's what I believe he's waiting on. He knows hell is so bad. He says, I'm just waiting to get this person, that person, that person saved. Any, here's a bigger point to write down. Anyone who ends up in hell does so of his own choosing. Did you get that? Anyone who ends up in hell does so of his own choosing. You reject the Bible, you end up in hell. You reject God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you're going to end up in hell. You you reject the, the Genesis account. You don't uh, 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 creation account. You don't believe Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How do you believe? How do You said, well, Moses wrote it. He wasn't there. How did he know? He wrote it as God spoke to him under the inspiration of the Spirit. If you don't believe Genesis 1-1, you might as well shut the Bible up because you're going to have problems with all the rest. You're not going to believe Jonah was in a big fish. You're not going to believe the Hebrew um, boys uh, uh, were in a fiery furnace. You're not going to believe that that uh, Daniel was in a lion's den. You're not going to believe Jesus fed uh, 5,000 and over with two fish and five lo- loaves of bread. You're going to have problems with the whole entirety of Scripture if you don't believe Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Close the Bible up, leave it alone, and go to hell. <laughs> this book is the book of life. It is inspired. It is, God, it is God's breath. It is the only book God ever wrote. In closing... What are you doing for Christ in the midst of this pandemic? Think about it. What are you doing for Christ in the midst of this global pandemic? You can't escape it. It's on every continent. What are you doing for Christ when people are living in fear, when people are living worried, when people are depressed? What are you doing for Christ as people are suicidal as I preach? Where is your witness for Christ in the midst of this dreadful pandemic? Where is your witness for Christ? Whether you are worshiping with us online, I'm talking to you, or whether you are worshiping with us with us in person, What are your spiritual goals for Christ right now in this pandemic? What are your spiritual goals? Why have you stopped planning? Why why do you have no vision? You mean the pandemic has taken all of this from you? I believe you are out of the will of God if you are waiting to serve him until after the virus is over or when the virus is under control, then you're going to start serving him. That is wrong. You grunting and moaning. I don't hear that amen. You grunting, but it's the truth. Whether you are worshiping with us online or in person, what are your spiritual goals for Christ? Not after the virus is over. I'm talking about right this very moment. Why are you not excited now? God's letting you live. Some of you have had, some folk have had the virus and got over it and moved on. You, you ought to really be shouting. I'm still doing funerals in the midst of this environment. I can't say, oh, I've done funerals after funerals after funerals. And I can't say, oh, y'all, huh, I, I can't do your mother's funeral because there'll be some folk from out of town there and I don't want to catch the virus. I did a marriage the other day. Oh, I can't come to your house and do that marriage. You got folk out of town and those masks are not going to. Are they going to be six feet? I hope you're six feet. Well, you ain't a mask? I, well, that's, that's good. That's good. But no, you know, I can't take a risk, you know, because I, I have underlining conditions. And I, by the way, I do. By the way, I do. I just don't talk about it. And I keep the main thing, the main thing. What are you doing for Christ right now? I, you know, if the the church expects me to rise up to my responsibility and serve the congregation that the Lord has blessed me with through the best of times and the worst of times, I must stay on my post and give mm-hmm. Jesus all I got until He calls me from labor to reward. But don't say, oh, poor Rander Draper. Oh, no, poor you. By YouTube, Facebook, whatever you're looking at. And you here in person. He wants you now to give him all you have. While you have breath in your body. You are not ready to live for Christ until you're ready to die for him. I believe you are out of the will of God if you're waiting to serve him until after the virus is over or is under complete control through some kind of vaccine. I pose a question to you. What would Jesus do if he were here in the midst of COVID-19? I believe he would stay faithful to the mission of his heavenly father. Can this be said Of you? Does everything have to be right before you serve God? The sun's got to be shining. No arthritis. No glaucoma. Family's just right. Money in the bank. Nice job. Good retirement. And on and on and on. Then, oh God, I'll serve you now. Uh, Can you still keep marching for Jesus when it's hot? When it's cold? When you're up? When you're down, through protests, (laughs) through looting, through through the cancel culture, (laughs) through senseless shootings, the more you see, the more determined you are, and you just keep marching. I'm pressing on the upward way. (laughs) New heights I'm gaining every day. I'm praying as... I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Yes, on Christ the solid rock I
0: stand. Yes. All of the ground
1: is sinking sand. And all God's children say it. Yes. Amen. Father, you put this message in my heart. As a matter of fact, this whole series is just baffling my mind. I didn't know why you gave it to me months ago, dealing with all the components of the church. I pray it, is, it inspires people to wake up, to get up, and be about the Father's business. You expect service out of us right now. People need Jesus right now. We talk about how bad things are and we stay closed up. Thank you, Father, for these disciples and apostles who served you unto Death. And may that be our greatest joy to serve you in the best of times and the worst of times and leave the consequences to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said.
0: God is our ever-present help. He is available to us whenever and wherever we need Him. Regrettably, we sometimes take matters into our own hands instead of giving it all to Him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, Please visit www.maranathaesa.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from the Randolph Air Force Base.